Hey everybody, welcome back to Movies on Our Minds, guys. You know, this is a podcast in Atlanta to where we talk about movies. I have Rock9 returning with me. Yo, 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 what up, what up? Not much, not much. And the movie we're talking about today is Brightburn. Now, this is a movie that is produced by James Gunn, who is the guy behind the Guardians of the Galaxy movies and the new Suicide Squad. And he has, I think this is his cousins that wrote the film, if I'm not mistaken. Like, So it's his cousins. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. But... We, uh, I was interested because it was obviously just basically Superman gone evil, but, um, I wanted to ask you first, what did, what did you think about the movie? Um, the movie as a whole, I felt like it was, it was okay movie. It was okay? Yeah, it was okay movie. It was, um, it was nothing that was like spectacular. Like, would I watch it again? If somebody had the movie at their house and... <laughs> Mm-hmm. And they were like, "Yo, let's let's watch this movie." I'll be like, "Okay, we can watch it," but um, I wouldn't go back to the theater to watch it again. Right, uh, uh, Mark Gunn and Brian Gunn; those those are the names of his uh, people. Um, I thought about it. I, I thought about that too. Um, it's not a bad movie. I enjoy myself. Um, it's very entertaining to say the least. At the end, I think the thing about it when it comes to like replay value, I think this is a movie that could have been better on Netflix. To right. be honest, yeah. I think that would have been better for marketing. Yeah. You know, just like uh, just all you have to do is advertise it as a free super, as a Superman gone bad, like um, Bird Box. You know how that was successful, and I think that right. is same su- thing, same kind of basis. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it's not the same story or nothing, but you the, feel like the was audience, just, the audience would probably attract the same people, and it would have did bigger on Netflix than yeah. it would in a theater. Yeah, it would be more successful on right because when we think of Brightburn and we see it, and everybody's saying the evil Superman, we're thinking like, oh shit, like yeah, you know, like, like this is gonna be like an evil Superman, like this is gonna be nuts. Mm, dive into um, it like psychologically, right? You know, right, like, like we actually get to see like what makes him act this way type mm-hmm. stuff, and. I mean, we really didn't get to see what made him act that way, or or, or how did he choose his targets? Like, no, nah, th- it was really weird, and and also it seemed as though like um, I wouldn't say slow, but it seemed like after one thing happened, it was like a gap, and then another thing happened, there was another gap, and then another mm-hmm. thing happened, there was another gap, and I was like, okay, so when are we gonna get down to the nitty gritty? Like, yeah, I agree with that. I think it was more so like this is just. A bad teenager in school that just happens to have the Superman power, so it's right. kind of like odd. Oh, we're we're, we're kind of fucked for this now because it's this good. So hopefully you're on his good side. But yeah, it wasn't like there wasn't real motivation behind him as a character. He just was. He was just bad. He, just he did was confused what he did just to do it. Exactly. Like, and I mean, there's nothing wrong with that per se. It's it's why. A, I say this was at least entertaining to say at least because also some of the effects were really cool, such as like um, when the guy was in the car and he let a car go and his jaw just oh, came yeah. down. I was like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> I mean, some of the stuff I wasn't expecting. I mean, obviously, like the one you just said, uh, um, the light bulb and the eyeball. Mm-hmm. Like I, I knew that when it broke, it probably was gonna cut her face, but I didn't think like, oh, it's getting stuck in her eye. Yeah, pull like, it out. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was that was pretty. I'm trying to think, what else? What what, what about really um, when he uh, got the uh, officer? When the officer was coming through oh, the door, and yeah, then he just yeah, hit like, the officer. I was like, what? like, yeah, that was that was like wow, like yeah, that's many. He, he's really he's really brutal, but 
he still it seemed like it was just no objective. Like it was just not a a point. He didn't pick his targets. Like the girl who had the glass in her eye at the at the uh, diner. Mm-hmm. There's what, no reason. What made him go back to the diner to, you know, hurt her? Right. So it's like it's a little hard to get behind his motivation because you don't know what his motivation right. is. Right. She didn't suspect him of anything. She mm-hmm. didn't say anything to him. And you thought something was going to happen to the fat black kid, but nothing happened to that motherfucker. Oh, yeah. I totally you, forgot about <laughs> it. You, know, you thought just, something was going to happen to him, but yeah. nothing happened to him at all. And he went out to the lady at the diner mm-hmm. who and didn't it, even say a word to him. And it's not like, too, like I, I see there, there were there were times in the film to where I guess he had a struggle within his life like nothing of that seriousness because us as the audience looking at him it's not like he's getting beaten down he's getting bullied that much like yeah the, i mean he really didn't have much of a struggle but uh, his like his struggle think, was was like oh i'm adopted or oh y'all found me no i think like the type of struggles i'm thinking of is like uh or 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 uh, are like when the girl uh, noticed that he was uh creeping up on her, and so like when she couldn't catch him within the circle, and then uh, I, mean, I teachers... feel like that was stupid too, though. How was that stupid? Because at the end of the day, yeah, she she thought that she seen Brandon, which I mean she did, mm-hmm. but if you put it logically together, it's like if that would happen to us, we would have been like, no, like if he was out camping forty miles away, how would I have seen him in my bedroom, and then that make me not want to like. Like, that could have been anybody in their room. She automatically suspected it was him just because it looked like him. And in a fear of the moment, you see anything that, that, like, you don't know what the fuck you see. Right, right. So she kind of reacted like, oh, he's creepy as fuck now. I don't even want to touch him. Because her mind thought that she saw him. Right. When, in fact, it was him. I mean, but yeah, it's she just like, him. logically, you're saying, like, you just can't be mean to him the next day because you thought you saw him last night, but you right. have no like, real evidence. You should at least like ask him, like, hey, um, were you in my room the other night? Like, yeah. or something, but you just gave him that weird look and you were like, I'm not touching him at all. Mm-hmm. Like, he freaked you out because of that and he didn't even say nothing. You just kind of, quotation mark, thought you saw him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, Which like, I can understand that. I, I didn't think of it like that. I, I guess it was just one of the things since I knew as the audience, knowing that he that was him there and she just reacted. So I, I, I get what you're saying. Like, that is a different perspective on the, uh, on the fact. But even with that being said, so because she reacted to him like that, you know, and of course he grabbed her hand or uh, when the father uh, with the uh, gun at, yeah. at his birthday is like, no, you can't have guns. Yeah. And then he and just he reacted did. like that. And it's, like, and it's like those are the reasons I'm looking at to where like it's not really a struggle per se. It's just it's a bad kid, really. He was just yeah. like, no, I want it. Give me, give me, you know. And actually, if I do say so myself, I actually liked the the role that he was playing um as far as like reacting to his parents mm-hmm. because if you notice watching the movie throughout the movie it was like he was willing to hurt everybody else but he was not willing to hurt his parents mm-hmm. until and it kind of showed respect like you know i i genuinely love these people and i don't want to hurt them but you know like obviously and it's people who cross the line with him and he instantly react even the girl that you said when she let him fall to the ground and she didn't really didn't want to help him up, but then the teacher made her help her up. Mm-hmm. She helped him up and, and, you know, he broke her hand. Right. The parents have done things where, he, listen to me, get up, let's go, grab him by the arm, where he easily could have been jabbed his ass through the fucking wall. Mm-hmm. But he waited, even when he did that scene, 
he still didn't put full force in that jab that he pushed him through that glass. And that's why he was able and to that shows, uh, survive. And that, that showed me that he really kind of respected the parents where he didn't want to hurt them. Mm-hmm. But he kind of knew that they wouldn't understand where he was coming from because they didn't know who he really was. Right. And I, I can respect that because it was like, you know, he didn't really want to hurt him. Even the mom, he showed it was so much love to the to the mom. Which, you know, um, for, first off, I, I do want to give a shout out to the couple because their acting was pretty good. Like, I did believe them as a couple uh, trying to raise this kid because they weren't able to have kids. So, I'll give them kudos for that. But there was that one moment in the film to where the parents are being stupid, like, uh, in denial or disbelief. And that was with the mother. And even though it's like I knew behind her her logic or mentality like you do know that it is the truth but you can't just be quote in denial and it was that scene to where uh they were talking in the room he's like our son is doing this our son is doing that and she's like no no that can't be our baby like but that was after you just saw him push the father through the glass and you're still in denial and so i was thinking i I was rolling my eyes at that moment but it wasn't like it took away from the film because there's many movies to where it's just like or many horror films to where the denial is just ridiculous this was just one scene that i felt like i wish those characters just did not have any denial about them whatsoever yeah and i I thoroughly enjoyed like i said the relationship between him and the parents more so the mom Mm -hmm. um she had his back as much as he had her back um, one of the scenes that I caught was when they were in the counseling office when he broke her hand and then he looked up, she looked up at him mm-hmm. and she was like, you know, like the look that she gave was like, this is my son. Like, what are y'all talking about? Like, you know, I raised this, this kid from, you know, an infant. Mm-hmm. Like I raised him. I love this kid. Like, this is my child. Mm-hmm. Y'all not going to sit here and talk bad about my child, no matter what he did or y'all thought he did. You know, it showed that she was able, she was like ready to stand up for him at that moment when she looked at him. You could just feel the t- the intensity mm-hmm. in her eyes when she looked at him, and she was just like, "No, this shit is not happening." And I, I, I like that. I like the relationship they had, though. I did also like at the end of that scene when she still like looked at the mother and said, "I am sorry for your child. Don't get me wrong, but I, I had to, I had to, you know, curse you out for a second, yeah, or whatever uh, she did." But was it at least sad, you know? getting closer towards the end when they both were trying to kill her son or you know even before that something that i also found interesting that one scene of the in denial when he was talking to her saying that you know he's never been cut he's never had bruised or blood or whatever the case may be mm-hmm. that would have been a good time to mention like well technically actually he did just get cut recently it was when he discovered the ship in the uh but see i the cut happened after that mm, it was before it happened after I'm telling you this before. I, you know how I know? It was. I, I really feel like it happened afterwards. No, no. I'll tell you why. Because at, that was the scene to where they're going back and forth saying, like, he's never got cut. Like He's basically calling her off in her denial stage, right? And she was like, no, 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 don't do that. Then after that came the scene to where they're in the bed, and he was like, I'm going to take, uh, take the son out for a hiking trip, whatever that he said, you know, camping, whatever. Because he's like, okay, I am sorry. Are you sure? I, I promise you. Like, this is all getting closer to the third act. That, um... With the cut, that was more so the beginning of the second act, if I uh, remember correctly. But no, this I'm telling you, this is how it went down. It's like he told her this is what's going on with the son. She's in denial of it. And right. so he comes to his terms. And then the next scene, he goes to the bed and he holds her. I'm sorry. I'm going to take, take him out for uh, hiking or whatever. 
Then, of course, he goes hiking. We know what happens after that. But if she had told him when he was saying, no, he got cut, he got this, yada, 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 she could have said, well, actually, no, he did get cut by the metal of the ship. I mean, yeah, she, she never told him about that. Right. And but she I did. Feel, I feel like the cut happened after the first denial. Mm-mm. She didn't, because th- this is what I'm remembering from the movie. She did not once. And he was like, okay, something else happened. She did not again. But the cut happened. The cut happened between those two denials. She did not again, but didn't mention the cut. Then he was like, "You know what? You're right. I'm putting the blame on him for killing my best friend. I'm just going to take him hiking and let him know that I'm sorry." And then that's when he tried to do his thing. That's what. That's what I remember. I don't know, but I thought that's how it went. She did not once off a little minor when um when he broke the girl hand. She denied that. Yeah, yeah, I do. And then after that, that's when he cut himself. Mm-hmm. Going to there because mm-hmm. she told him um, that uh, ta- he he did go to the the um, the, the barn. He went in the barn and he was trying to open up the doors, but it was locked. Right, he couldn't get in. And then um, after that, he was able to get in that night. Broke the chain while she was painting. Mm-hmm. Cut itself. Mm-hmm. She went down there, saw the cut, mm-hmm. and then that's when he went after the best friend and the counselor. That's what I thought. And then that's when she denied it, and then the police showed her the evidence. And then he was like, I'm just going to take him hiking. You are correct, except that last, uh, you're missing um, the scene with the uh, cereal. This nigga right with the fucking cereal. Uh, I'm going to get on that cereal. But I'm saying that scene with the cereal, that is the second denial scene because that's when uh, he pushes the glass, pushes it through the glass. that, That was after he already killed the friend. Right, he killed the friend. Yes. Right. Yeah, but he got cut before, before that. Fr- exactly. So, but he, that was the second denial in the kitchen. Yes. Okay. So let's go back. So, um, he got cut. Right. Right. And then that ha- comes the second denial. Correct. Right. When he got cut, his mother knew about the cut then. Right. right? And so when they were going through the second denial. And that second denial is when he was saying he has never been cut, bruised, that whatever the case may be. But then she knows because is that, is that when he brought that up? Yes, through the second denial. The after um, so it wasn't the first one. Like after no. he broke her hand and he was no, no, hurting no, no, people no, no. and killed all the chickens and he was like, we know that this kid came from a spaceship. No, it was um, it was the second uh, denial when hmm. she told him to go to his room, and when he went to his room, that's when the mother and the son, uh, mother and son, uh, mother and the father went to the other room and talked about it. He's like. You, like he's doing this he killed my friend he yada 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 like he's too damn special you might be right i really i really don't remember the fucking things like that i just thought that's how it went mm-hmm. um but yeah she definitely could have told him like i said she right. she should have told him that the now, spaceship was able to cut him it's crazy because if she did tell him that the spaceship did cut it maybe possibility he could have created a bullet bam out of the fucking spaceship bam and, and it would have killed him bam so uh, we know how it goes. Um, he tried to kill him, but that didn't work. And and honestly, I feel like that was stupid. You think so? I feel like that was the dumbest shit ever. How so? Motherfucker, you just said that the motherfucker can't get hurt. Mm-hmm. He ain't been cut. He ain't mm-hmm. never broken a bone or mm-hmm. nothing. The nigga's basically invincible. Basically, yeah. You well, just said this, and you're going to try to shoot him in the head with a regular bullet. Well, here's the thing. Um, The way I looked at that... Was well, first of all, I'm not even gonna say that's the stupidest thing. I think the stupidest thing was 
when uh he knocked on the door of the uh of his auntie's slash um counselor or whatever and she basically told him to turn around and walk back home you know my mom's like that's your nephew you just going he just walked here in the dark you don't want that was stupid i thought it was stupid no. when when she said this is inappropriate i'm your counselor and i was like but that's your nephew yeah that's family like i i thought that was too inappropriate like that's your nephew like i understand you're in a counseling oh i'm in the mode mm-hmm. but that's your nephew how is it inappropriate for him to show up if he actually want to genuinely talk to you about something? exactly like not even invite him in not even call his parents to let him know like hey your child is over here are you gonna come get him should i bring him back to you like nothing like that and then not to mention the follow-up when she uh texted uh her husband saying i'm about to fall asleep good night or something like that like yeah, you know he's the ringer yeah why would you do that he's out he's drinking he, he why would you i I understand look i get it you could make the defense well she's about to fall asleep so she doesn't want her sleep to be broken but at the same time your loved one is out there don't you want to hear if there's an emergency or something and she had a fucking iphone she could have put it on do not disturb like something she could have let him been able to call where his calls would get right and so it's like we know this is it's something too when it comes to storytelling when you see bullshit like that because you know like like in order for something else to happen, she needed to have her phone off, which again, like me and you are saying, like we could find other ways to do it to where it's more natural, but because you didn't do it like this, then this happened and this happened to push the story forward, but it just doesn't feel, and it, think, it feels kind of rocky. Do you think it was funny how, when he killed the uncle, like how the uncle, oh just, my, it, how the uncle just left the house and was just like, cause he pushed him in the garage and then he mm-hmm. just got in the car and was like, fuck it. I'm out. He yeah. Dipped mm-hmm. While the wife was still in the house. Mm-hmm. I thought it was more funny that every time he uh, banged on his, uh, his uh, dashboard, um, oh, the light, yeah. the light would come on. And then when he saw him floating, Nope. Yeah. It wasn't even like in a scare sense. It's like, I can't believe what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I did not. You know, that's that comedian. Mm-hmm. And I actually don't like him cause his voice is too raspy for me. Which is understandable, but, but he he that that moment in the movie was funny. He was like, uh uh-uh, uh uh uh, nope, yeah. hell no. <laughs> he was like, hell no. So uh, yeah, I give credit to that, but I think that was I I think that was probably the most stupid part in the movie is when it came to his auntie slash counselor or whatever was that, and then of course the second was the cereal box because I can't stop saying look 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 cereal box y'all. In our last review, we were talking about John Wick, right? <laughs> and how Halle Berry's hair just, it's those small details that Your really details say a lot. really, really sets off movies, huh? It, I mean, depend. well, for one, I work in the film industry, so it's just like when I see these type of things happen on set, it gives me a different perspective. So now when I look at the movie, I see more of everyone's job and everyone's input put into the film so with that movie with john wick i'm thinking who is on hair we could have done a lot better with that with this movie it's that serial like when i, I it, it just it, it screamed out to me it just it was so loud that i was looking at the animal on the box like is it's brown but is that a cow <laughs> is that a, a pig it was a bull it was a bull i think it was a bull so you think it was a bull it had horns Okay, see, so I I gotta go back and look. What was the name of the box? But it looked like it had a the name of the box was like Sugar Rice Crisp. I don't know. Yeah, it was like Sugar Rice Crisp or some shit. I don't know. Whatever it was, but, it just, but you gotta look at it in the humorous. They're on a farm. You have cows and bulls, because a bull is nothing but a male cow, and they're on a farm. So they might have just been like, "Fuck it, let's just slap this bull on this 
on this fucking thing since they're in the middle of a fucking Kansas anyway. Let's just slap it on the cereal box and it look right. I I would not have called that, <laughs> to be honest. I would have gotten, you know, like, it, it, I'm okay with an off-brand, but that's way too off-brand. Like, that great value can't even touch that <laughs> brand. You know, like, you could have got, like, a regular cereal box and just, you know, rotated it to where we can't see what it is. But we know that's, like, Lucky Charms or Rice Krispie Treats or Cocoa Pebbles, whatever the case may right. be. But that is, like, it was so distracting. I w- almost wanted to Google that brand. I want to see if they're making money off of this movie because of this brand cereal, <laughs> you know, like it just they did put it right in front of the camera, too, right, right there. It was like literally half his face and half the cereal box, exactly. <laughs> like it's a two shot, basically. This, yeah, this scene much. is a two shot. It's the, and that cereal box was in the scene, like damn near the whole scene. Mm-hmm. So, so that's when I'm thinking, like, who was set deck on this? You know, this man right here. But again, nothing you know takes away from the film. It was just something that was so funny to where the person I watched the movie with, I just whispered to her like, "Yo, do you see this cereal box right there?" And so we we had a laugh out of that. Who do you, who who do you think actually took like the worst death? Probably probably the plane. <laughs> I mean, probably the plane, but I mean, then again, probably not. Uh, I, I, it, I'm gonna say it's a tie between the mom and the dad. If I had to say, probably, probably, probably the, the dad. No, because the dad. No, 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 no. It would be the mom. Because the dad. Say, probably the mom. Because the, the dad was instant. Exactly. Exactly. The mama shit had to float in the air because she flew her ass all the way up above so the clouds. She's losing oxygen while she doing looking that. She's at at, looking at her son's face and she's just falling and mm-hmm. falling and fall. You, you like, unless you turn around in the midair so you can see the ground, mm-hmm. you're not going to know when that happened. Like, I just can't imagine falling from like that far and you free falling. You're a free fall. It's not like a plane where like, oh shit, I might survive. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a matter of fact, I had a, uh, another question too. So with Brandon's uh, mark, you know, the drawing the that BB. he had. Yeah, the BB. Is he trying to get caught? It's like. That's what it seemed like. I understand, you know, when a villain leaves a calling card and keep it going, but I feel like it's just too many traces back to him, especially with the fact like if you look in his book back, he has nothing but basically nothing his but plan. Nothing but tons of drawings and, and- yeah, like tons of drawings of that symbol. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really like how the cop was able to catch that and was like, doesn't it resemble a BB? Because when I first saw it, I was like, no. I would not have seen a BB. I, I did s- not see a BB until you just said BB. I saw two diamonds and a kite. <laughs> like, I was like, how the fuck is this sheriff able to figure this out? BB. But I was like, okay, whatever. But um, yeah, like I really think that he was actually trying to not per se trying to get caught, but trying to let people know who the fuck he was. In a way, also get well, I, yeah, because he sure. wasn't gonna get caught and get captured or die. Yeah, exactly. So, like I, the I parents were the, the the mother was the only one that knew really what could kill him, mm-hmm. which is the ship, which I guess is like kryptonite in a sense. I I guess I will say though, um, I thought she was. Oh, an, an, another small little nitpick. Was when um, oh. she called the father and was like, oh, my gosh, you were right. You were right. We got to do something about him, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. It's like, you didn't even want to wait until he said hello not first to hello. make sure before you say what you say that it's only his ears And not even it. saying hello, just being like, Kyle? Yeah, like Kyle? S- something. Like, like Hello, this- Kyle? <laughs> but she's like, Kyle, you're right. He is the brother. He is the killer. He killed him, her, him, broke her hand. Yep, he did it. And Hi, hey, mom. mom. <laughs> I was like, damn. Like, what are you doing? So, yeah, it, again, it's like when 
in horror films when you make those mistakes or and not even mistakes you do that on purpose to push the story forward because now with her doing that now she's fearful because now when the son sees her she's like what am i gonna do which by the way i really thought she was going to kill him and the only reason i thought that was because the one scene where she left the house and was running to the barn when he's outside flying over it's like he really could kill her right now but he's letting her He's letting her go. So I'm thinking like, okay, so she's probably going to succeed. And, you know, I guess we're going to get uh, a tear shed or two by those that really, <laughs> you know, are invested you in this. You would have to really care about that. But yeah. I really thought she was going to kill him too. Yeah. Um, I mean, it kind of seemed right for some reason. Exactly. Like nobody wants Superman to die. But in that sense, you're just like, it just seemed right. But because the more you think about it, like when she was about to, she just raised her arm all the way up. Like, like just. Quick stab, you know. I like, mean, she couldn't do a quick stab. I mean, she wanted to make sure she could kill him in one hit. So I assume she was trying to go for his, either his neck or his head. Whatever the case may be. Um, I thought she was going to go for the head, too. Or yeah, at least that's like, what I was thinking. Yeah. The head or the neck. But, you know, it didn't work for her favor. And she uh, died. And so after uh, he dropped her in my mind and then the plane it just really made me think like why is the kid doing these things i'm not understanding his motivation no motive but he acts off a of pure like impulse it's like not even a motive to it so do you think that they're gonna make a sequel to this movie oh, i hope they don't really i really hope they don't because i don't see it going nowhere because there's nothing of a character the to only follow. person who knew how to kill him was the mother she is now dead it's or no old. She? It's like no old. Oh, she's dead. Come on now. Yeah, she's dead. They, they said <laughs> like, come on the nigga was flying high enough where he could hit a plane mm-hmm. and just dropped her down. Like it's not. It's no. No, the cloud is not catching her ass. Right. So she's dead. Maybe unless they discover it while they're on the land and they go in a barn. Mm-hmm. But then again, they're still not going to think like, oh, if 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 he's doing all this destruction, they find out, and they they're not going to think like, oh, the the space shuttle. The, mm. the spaceship he can he can he can die from that then i don't think of that shit so it's like where can we really go from here i don't see it going nowhere now if it was on netflix would you be okay with the sequel then because it's just uh, like, maybe i mean it's a netflix it's a netflix yeah. movie, so i'd be like eh, i could see this I've being seen the first one so i just see the second one yeah i could see this being like top 10 netflix films of the year yeah to be honest. i mean it's, it's, it's interesting to see mm-hmm. how evil and how like impulsive acting he is mm-hmm. that's really interesting like that's like wow like you're fucking triggered, my guy. Yeah. Like, you know, like, that, that's what we saw. But to see it again, and then you got to, like, basically, if they do another one, they got to go through the whole, like, we know who he is, so they don't have to do an introduction. But you still got to kind of, you can't just throw him in a scenario and be like, he's killing. Mm-hmm. It kind of has to, like, go into it like, oh, he was adopted again by another family. Oh, this happened. Oh, he went to another city. You know, like it has to be like a, a storyline where it's introduced again, and now you like where you started at. So you're just like, like, what's the point of making a sequel? So, well, the point is because he survived, and his plan is still to execute. But I understand it's like because there is nothing to follow with this character, it doesn't really hold your interest that much. Right. And especially for a theatrical release, it's really like I'm not getting that. I thought I was gonna get. You know, what makes this kid evil? Like, he has the chance to do good, but he's choosing to do evil instead. Why is that? The man of steel, quote unquote, without using his name. And, and we, we don't and we don't know why after all them years that it finally decided to do it like 10 years later. I, I have no Like, idea. randomly, like, they didn't see none of this shit going on when he was a baby. 
well, that's because he's going on when he was. That's because I guess during that time he was happy. And that's why I think that's why you know the scene where she was coming down, the camera saw the pictures and they were happy go lucky. He's a nice family, but again, his turn to the dark side it just doesn't. It's like but where's he was it coming always from? Happy, right? He was so nothing. Nothing terminated his like life. Exactly, where he was sad. Exactly, which is why I'm saying I we don't understand the motivation. We don't understand why he is turning evil. We don't understand in the uh. In the barn, or not the barn, the scene where they went out and he said, I want the gun, you know, and he's being triggered by it. It's like, why is he being triggered? This is not the character that we believed he was set up to be. You know, it's not like he has so much going on around him to where I can see why he is, you know, you know, he's triggered. He, he's he's mad. He's, right. Like in the very beginning, after they were showing all the old recordings, it was hide and seek, I believe. Get ready for school. And then mm. they did a whistling game, hide and seek. And then on out of nowhere, what was it? It wasn't the was it the next scene. Was that his birthday? The next scene was when they went to the diner. I think so. Yeah, hiding. No, he was in school. First. Yeah, he was in school. And then that's when he answered that question. Oh, you weirdo! And then I think that's when they did like the birthday scene. And then that's when he was like impulsive, like, no. Okay. You know, I'm glad you said that. There's something else I want to point. I don't know what it is with hiding, hiding, with writing high school scenes when a bully makes a joke and the whole entire classroom laughs, <laughs> and the joke's not even that funny. Like, I mean, I actually, I actually thought it was pretty funny because out of all the parts that that dude said, you got maggots. That's the one thing you. What's up with you talking about? Always talking about maggots. Out of every like people. This motherfucker said it a whole novel. He his answer was a whole novel, mm-hmm. and all he got out of that was he said maggots. Yeah, I was like, wow, like that's why I laughed. I was like, hey, that's the one word he got out of all that is he always talking about maggots. Oh, so you're laughing at him? For I'm laughing at the bully for saying like yeah. that. That's the one word that you caught. The classroom that he was just not, say maggot, but the classroom was not laughing at that. They were laughing at the bully for saying maggots. Yeah, I know. So it's it's just one of those things. Again, it's uh, there's small nitpicks. These aren't nitpicks I take away from the film, but just like learn and going into the future. It, it was like a movie like in Fantastic Four, the terrible, terrible, terrible one with Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> Uh, there was a classroom scene, and they were like, I think fifth graders, right? And of course, Reed Richards is a nerd. And one of the bullies was like, "Pay me up, Scotty!" <clears throat> and then the whole classroom laughed. I was like, "You tell me this? Fi- these classroom of fifth graders, all of them know Star Trek? <laughs> you really t- <laughs> like? I- I'm pretty sure half of these students don't even know what that means." But anyway, I-, I say that to say as an example, like you know. And again, I'm not comparing Brightburn to Fantastic Four. I'm just saying I just don't like seeing that because it's just not natural. But I mean, overall, Brightburn is, it's fine. It's okay. It's entertaining. I did like the scenes to where uh, he was flying through the building, you know. That was cool. You know, when he uh, did come and attack the waitress from a long distance, you know, even though you saw it in the preview of the TV spot at least. But the budget was only like six or seven mil. So, Oh, really? Yeah, it's very. It looked like it was six or seven mil. Oh, really? I mean, it wasn't terrible, but it didn't look like it was like a lot of money was invested. Yeah, besides like the some some of the way that he was moving, it, it seemed it looked kind of like I don't know. It just looked like it was just fake. Some of it, what the you way think he of, was just going through the walls and choo, mm-hmm. choo, choo. I was like, y'all really had this man going back and forth like this that many times. What did but, you think of the uh, the costume? I actually didn't mind the costume. 
Okay. Same I didn't mind the costume. It, it was different. Because, I mean, you got to remember, he is a kid. Yeah, he came so up with something that he just created. Mm-hmm. You know, so I didn't mind the costume, actually. Same here. Same here. Uh, if you had to give it a rating out of 10. Mm, probably do a seven. Seven? Probably seven. Six and a half or seven. Oh, is it? It was an okay movie. It's just nothing right. that I would just go back and rewatch. Yeah, know? it's not it's not a cinematic film, you know. And I love Superman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's like I tell you, that's my favorite DC anyway. Mm-hmm. But Evil Superman as a kid, I don't know. Maybe when he get older. <laughs> if they do a sequel in there, Brightburn Part Two. Um, I agree. I, I would say six point five. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was fun. It was entertaining. It had its, you know, cliches. Uh, no film is flawless. It didn't really dive into what I was. I mean, for again, I'm trying to go in with no expectations. But at the same time, when you hear Evil Superman, you're thinking, oh, this got to be like, you know, we're going to see why he chose to do that. You know, because like even when you see in the movies Man of Steel, you see him getting bullied, but you see him. And I mean, like, legit bullied. Like, people throwing things at him. He's running away. I think in Man is Still, like, if I can remember that correctly, he went into a classroom to try to hide himself from everybody. And it took Mama Ken to, like, talk to him. You know, it's just like we're exploring that concept. So, it's like, if we do that, but show him that instead of turning to the good side, he turns to the bad side, that's not a bad idea. But it, it wasn't like that. He just... It was like yeah, if it, if it was written out like that, like I think that's what everybody was expecting when they saw this movie was to kind of like not go so deep into like, you know, what is he and where did he come from, but mm-hmm. at least to know like where he came from or what makes him act like this, like what caused him to think like this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because it was just weird. Like he just one night was standing at the chickens, and that was the first act, and then all of a sudden it just got. Over on and on. Was, <laughs> like that, was that. that a second? Was that another denial? Or was that also part of the first denial? That was another denial. Yeah, that so, wasn't that wasn't the first one I was talking about. But that was another denial because she was like, "It was the wolf," and he was like, "You mean to tell me the wolf broke the lashes off this door, snatched the door, and, and did this to the chickens? Every single chicken and that has the same exact mark." Like so, yeah. That's when I was like, "Oh, come on, really?" Now I'm okay with that one though. Cause I mean, at the end of the day, it's an animal. You you never know what the fuck could happen. Mm-hmm. But everything else, it was just like, come on, bro. Like I got you. Yeah. So and again, the cast did a good job for what was given. No, nobody. Oh I yeah. Think. No, no bad. I didn't. I didn't see. I didn't see really any. Any flaws with the characters, like their actions, yeah. like I mean, the, the kid played. Uh, he played a wonderful role. I feel like he did good as the evil Superman. Mm-hmm. The mom was fantastic. The father was good. I'm not gonna say fantastic, but he was good. Um, they actually showed and care. They showed that they actually care for the child. Mm-hmm. Um, the uncle and, and and the auntie, they were they were straight. I mean, the the uncle's there for the humorous part, so I enjoyed yeah. that. You know, so I mean, I can't say you know they did bad on casting. It's just. Yeah. We just was expecting more details, like out of it. Yeah. Now, do you think that the reason this film was able to be pushed so far was because of James Gunn and his name, or do you feel like the script was like, you know, this was uh, worth getting out there? Because again, it's like to me when I read this, I'm just thinking like I just don't see well, this in theaters. It's not to mention too, this is being released at the same time as Aladdin, which we know this is gonna take. Aladdin is gonna kill it in numbers, but yeah. Um, 
I would probably say a little of both. Little to be both. honest, because I mean, if you if you were to honestly read the script of of this and you were like, oh my gosh, like this is the evil Superman, like it's intriguing. You know what I'm saying? Like you would right. like to see this being made, and then you having Gun pro- um, produce it, produce it, and it's people like, writing fuck. it. You're like, fuck, okay, Guardian. You know, like, oh shit, like okay, let, like this might be a little interesting, like a little funky. Mm-hmm. Um, which it was actually. Now that you said that he was the producer of it, you can actually tell in some of it, obviously, because of the uh, the older songs that was being played. I noticed in his movies, he played a lot of, like, music, but it's, like, the 60s and 70s and 80s. Like That and James Gunn also does horror films, too. Like, he did Slither. James uh, Gunn did, did. Never seen Slither. He also did a couple like- other ones, but I can't think off the top of my head. But even for like him, to, I don't know how. But it, it wasn't went. a horror film, though, not to me. Slither or this one? This one. It it was more like thriller to me. Yeah, like it was more like a thriller. So I was acceptable of that because I mean he did Guardian, which Guardian is probably my favorite one. Mm-hmm. Um, Suicide Squad, like that. I mean that those type of movies get you in the feel like you're, like you feel it. And then he did he introduced some of that throughout the movie with like certain music that was played here and there. And, you know, just just certain things like that. I mean, the actors did their thing, though. Mm-hmm. The kid, the kid played the fuck out of that part. Yeah, I liked him. Um, I liked everybody. He he actually was pretty creepy, honestly. But he played the fuck out of that part. Yeah, he did so. his job. It was good casting. Yeah. But okay, well, um, I think we're gonna uh, end it from right here. Uh, Rock Nine, I want to thank you again for coming to talk to me about Brightburn. No if you problem. don't mind, where can we find you, good sir? Uh, y'all can look me up on Instagram at I am underscore Rock Nine. That's R O C K I X. And yeah, I think that's it. That's it. Yeah, just follow me on there, Instagram. Okay. Get my followers up. Cool, cool. And you guys, you can follow me at uh, I'm the filmmaker on Instagram and Baruch Baroque on Facebook and Twitter. But please, no Twitter. I will not see you there. <laughs> um, guys, I want to thank you for tuning in. Uh, if you guys have seen Brightburn, let us know what you thought. Uh, you know, was it what you expected? Did you want more out of it? Could you see this being more successful on Netflix than the theaters? Not just because it's the same weekend as Aladdin, but like it's more of a Netflix and chill vibe in a way, but with the right people. Whatever you think about it, let us know in the comment section below. Guys, thank you so much, and we'll see you next time on Movies on Our Minds.